Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. The How to Trade It podcast is all about making our listeners successful at trading. When you listen to real people sharing their stories of how they overcame their own trading failures, it connects you to a level of enlightenment that you can't get from education alone. These stories contain wisdom and actionable tips that will make you a better trader. Listen to each episode and become the successful trader that you want to be on the How to Trade It podcast. Hey everyone, this is Casey with the How to Trade It podcast and today I'm with Phil Muscatello and he is a host of a podcast called Stocks for Beginners. Thanks for being on the show, Phil. Thanks very much for having me, Casey. It's been a pleasure having you on my podcast as well and chatting to you about trading and stocks. Yeah, I had just such a good time talking with you when you invited me on your show that I thought I would return the favor and have you here because you've got a lot of great information and stuff you've learned to share with our audience. And I wanted to start out just by asking, tell me a little bit about your show and your podcast. Okay. Well, as you can hear from the accent. I'm not from North America. I'm an Aussie, Australian. And it started off from a media and production background. I'm not from a finance background, Casey. And I started up a podcast about two and a half years ago called Shares for Beginners here in Australia. That's what we call stocks in our country. And that took off really, really quickly. My background being radio, I thought podcasting was a good way to use my skills and talents. And then I also been investing for many years in uh, various ways, trading and investing in many ways. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to learn more about investing and trading and at the same time share these insights with the audience. And uh, when this took off, I had the idea of also trying stocks for for beginners and getting um, expert guests on from the United States like yourself and chatting about stocks there as well. And it seems to be gaining quite a bit of traction over there as well. So I'm shocked and delighted at the success of podcasting and what we were able to achieve in this space. So what was your main draw to the shares or stocks market? Because you had a radio background, you probably could have started a podcast about anything. What really drew you in to go in that direction? Well, mainly that I've been doing it for a long time and doing it pretty poorly, I have to admit. There have been times of success and um, I really wanted to learn myself and learn much more about it. And so I was using it as an experience so that I could learn about stocks and about trading and then at the same time, share that information with listeners. So in the two years that you've been doing your own podcast, you've been getting insight from some of the best people. How has your performance improved? It's improved exponentially because basically I've cut back on the trading as much as possible. I should point out here that I'm much more interested in investing. I think one of the main things that I've learned is to have a core portfolio, which is basically long and long ETFs because you really need to be looking at the long term in with an investment horizon of five to 10 years with a tiny little bit on the edge of trading in particular companies and in options trading. I do a little bit of um, credit spread option trading as well. But so 
I think there's patience has been one of the things that I've learned and risk management as well. I'm so much more focused now on managing risk than I ever had in the past and also having a trading plan. And it's hard to say whether the success is due to this or because of the market conditions, because, you know, over the last year or so, (laughs) markets have been doing fantastically well. But I think that I'm managing risk a lot better and not losing quite as much. Now, you mentioned that you're using ETFs primarily, which is a great strategy because I'm going to talk about the S&P 500 for just a second. If you focus on that, even when the economy's not doing real well, it's the best of the best, right? And it's got a lot of different industries in it. So they handpick the best stocks to put in there. And so they're doing all of the research and all you're doing is just piggybacking off of what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. But the other thing is you get the good stocks with the bad. I mean, it's just basically weighted. You buy an S&P 500 ETF, which I've got one of. I'm basically in the ASX 200, which is the Australian Securities Exchange, and the S&P 500 and a NASDAQ ETF as part of my core portfolio. And you're not going to outperform the market, but you're not going to do any worse than the market. And you're also paying much lower fees for the management of those portfolios. But you do end up getting the good with the bad. So I think it's important to also have some sort of trading ideas and looking at individual stocks at a very managed risk level that will help to improve your overall performance. Now, when you're talking about using ETFs to help you with risk, can you give me some specific ways that that actually reduces your risk using an ETF versus maybe an individual stock or share? One of my guests came up with a fantastic line, single stock shock. And that's one of the things that's killed me in the past is uh, not being diversified enough. So you're getting diversification with an ETF. You're not going to be killed by one stock going bad. (laughs) You know, when you've got the S&P 500, you've got 500 other stocks that are going to keep your performance closer to the average. I think it's also important to understand that you've got a, one of the risks with ETFs is that you can end up with over-concentration and over-correlation. Some people will buy a bunch of ETFs thinking that they're becoming more and more diversified, but in fact, they're still going to have the weightings with very similar stocks in their portfolio across a number of ETFs. So I think it's important to understand that you don't want to be in every ETF. You don't want to have a correlation between your ETFs, like having too many Facebooks or alphabets or whatever across a number of ETFs because you're going to be paying double the fees, you're going to be paying double the brokerage to get in and out of each of these trades. So when you're in an ETF, how do you go about finding out what the makeup, like what is actually inside of that ETF? I just go to the ETF provider and they'll have a PDS and they'll have a disclosure that will show you exactly what the weightings are in that. Plus, you can also really have a look at it. And I mean, you can understand if you're going to be in the S&P 500. It's pretty easy just to look up a guide to what stocks are being covered. And so what you're saying about the correlation or having overlap, you could get into like a tech ETF and the S&P 500 and you find out that there's both a heavy concentration of Google in both of those. And so that's something that you want to look at when you're looking at your investing portfolio. Exactly. And also with ESG funds as well, because often ESG funds are heavily weighted towards tech companies because they're trying to avoid tobacco or defense or arms. And so they end up being quite highly concentrated in tech stocks as well. I'm not familiar with the term ESG. What type of fund is that? Environmental Sustainable Governance. A lot of people are very interested now in ESG funds where they want to be either avoiding doing 
things that they see as being not good for the planet or not good for employees or workers and want to feel good about the kind of investments that they're making. I'm sure there's um, ESG in the States as well. There's ESG funds there as well. Oh, I'm sure there is. I just haven't heard that term. I actually like the idea. I think if you're going to be investing, you want to feel good about it on not violate your conscience and not just be all about making money. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And there's ESG funds. But then again, ESG funds can then overly correlate and overly concentrate you into tech stocks as well. So, you know, if you have an S&P 500 ETF and you have a an ETF in a tech ETF, and then if you have an ESG, you might end up being all Facebook, all Google, all Netflix, and some of those stocks. And you just don't want to be paying extra fees to be exposed to those. Now, in all the years of doing this show, you've probably really gotten a lot of really interesting techniques and strategies. So what are some of the other good stuff that you've picked up along the way? Well, this is the great thing about doing a podcast. I'm talking to such fantastic experts and being able to use their wisdom and knowledge to help me with myself and to share with the audience. There's a lot of don'ts. Don't trade too often. I know you're a trading guy, but let me just pull it back just a bit, okay? If you're approaching the stock market for the very first time, so many people that I know, of course, being having a podcast called Stocks for Beginners, I'm talking to listeners, and these are kind of people who have just, that day, they've just suddenly seen a headline about GameStop, or they've seen some headline about a company that's got the rocket emojis and going to the moon, and they think, oh, I'd like to be in the action. And so what I say to people, and the thing that I've learned the most is you have to understand yourself, who you are as a person, what your risk levels are, but you also got to understand how much is involved in becoming a good trader if that's what you're interested in. As you know, there's many ways of trading. You can be using charts and um, technical analysis. You can be doing fundamental analysis. But whatever technique you're using, you have to understand that it's going to take you years of practice, training, learning, education to become good at it. And knowing yourself means knowing whether you're the type of person that's going to be interested in that or whether you should just be taking a long-term approach, investing in ETFs, dollar-cost averaging, putting your money away every fortnight, every month, whatever your pay cycle is, and letting it compound over many years. So I think that's one of the main things that I've discovered. And for myself personally, with my own investing and trading, most of it is that dollar-cost averaging long-term view of things and learning, managing that risk at the edges of my portfolio with very, very small positions where hopefully I can make some outsized gains. Now, I've sort of forgotten the part there, (laughs) the point that I was going to make there about some of the things that I've learned, but that's one of the main things that I've learned. We're taking a short two-minute break for a hand-picked message from our sponsor, DreamTrades.com. This is a special offer available only for the listeners of the How to Trade It podcast. Do you have a plan for your financial future? Do you have enough money for the things you need to do? I bet if you're like most people, you don't have enough money saved for retirement right now. Am I right? Well, investing in stocks may be the answer you're looking for. Dream Trades Monthly Alerts makes it super easy for beginners and those who simply just don't have the time or the desire to spend hours researching what stocks to trade. Dream Trades Monthly Alerts removes the guesswork from which stock to pick by providing you with a monthly in-depth analysis of a very high-profile stock. The research is done for you. You get in-depth research, a full report each and every month. 
And in the last year, Dream Trades has gotten 100% return on investment for everyone following the reports. Because you're a listener of the How to Trade It podcast, we're giving you a code for $25 off a one-year subscription. Check it out at dreamtrades.com. All you got to do is click on monthly alerts and use the coupon code podcast to get the $25 off. Again, just go to dreamtrades.com and select monthly alerts, then use the coupon code podcast. What I'm hearing is that you need to know who you are and what you're going to commit to. So my question then is, is investing for everyone or are there some people that just shouldn't invest at all? Oh, no, everyone should be investing. And the tools are out there. You don't need hundreds or thousands of dollars to get started. There are many apps and there's many websites and many services these days where you can start with very, very small amounts of money. There's micro-investing apps all over at the moment. And it's, I had this situation a couple of months ago. I was, and this is something for women as well, and I'm really trying to encourage women to get involved in investing. And I was out at dinner with my family and my niece and nephew were there. And my nephew's asking me these questions. He's asking, you know, what's an ETF? What's an option? What's cryptocurrency? He's asking me these questions and very interested in it. And then I sort of looked at my niece next to me and she was kind of zoning out thinking about something else. And I said, Hey, you should be looking at this as well. And she goes, oh, well, I'm not interested in it. How can you not be interested? This is your future. The tools are out there. So I've got to set up with a micro-investing app. I'm also getting her involved in, because micro-investing apps are great, but they kind of limit your trading opportunities and your investing opportunities. So I'm slowly trying to get her involved in that as well. So when I say everyone, I mean everyone (laughs) should be investing right from an early age. The tools are out there. And so many people think that you've got to have some sort of special skill or you've got to have been good at maths or you should have you've done economics at college when it's not the case. It's very simple just to put a little bit away every pay and get started. And again, if you know yourself, you can start learning and start thinking, okay, well, I know what the basics are. I want to then take it a little bit further. Maybe I should look at some individual stocks. Maybe there's, I don't know, there's some shop that I like shopping at and it seems to be really busy. You know, the old Peter Lynch view of um, of things that you can beat Wall Street by just using, the, it's a great line from Yogi Berra, <laughs> you can observe a lot just by watching. <laughs> yeah, that's some really good stuff, Phil. I, I appreciate the uh, talking to the young people. My daughter's 22 and she helps me out in the office and does some of my social media and other things that I need. And one of the requirements for me having to work for me is she has to invest. And my take on her personally was that trading would not be good for her because it's pretty intense and it just didn't seem to fit her personality. So we decided to do the investing approach. And every time she gets paid, she's got to put a percentage of her paycheck into a micro investing, like you said. And she's been doing that for two years. She's 22 and she's pretty happy (laughs) that she did it. And she would have never thought to do that on her own. And my son's 14 and I'm making him do it too. And it just gives them a really big head start. Because us old guys, we started a little later. If you start young, it's really a good thing. Yep. The magic of compound interest and knowing yourself. (laughs) It's also doing these podcasts, I'm dealing with a lot of marketing people from different companies, different services. And these are people who are not from financial backgrounds, but are now working for a financial services company of some sort or another. And they all tell me that if they hadn't have gone to work in the finance industry, they wouldn't have done anything. But when they're working in that situation and exposed to things on a daily basis, 
they suddenly realize, hey, this is not hard. And then they get, it's funny, my daughter's just started working for a financial services company. And for years, I've been trying to get her to do something. And yeah, no, not interested, too hard, don't want to know about it. Suddenly, within two weeks, <laughs> she's caught the bug and she's already started investing. <laughs> yeah, here in the office, you know, most of the people I hire, I don't really look for financial backgrounds. I just hire people from whatever. And then I teach them the finance part. And everybody came in from another background. And now everybody here, we're all doing financial, we're doing investing, we're doing trading. And we talk about it. We have a little chat group and we just, everybody's, they love it. So what do you think is the big thing? Like, why is it that so many people don't do this? They're not taught at school or college. It's a really simple answer, Casey. Yeah. Well, actually, when I told my son about it, he's 14. He's like, I can't believe this. He says, I, I can't believe everybody doesn't do this. I say, yeah, it's kind of a secret, but it shouldn't be. <laughs> well, I think that fortunately these days there's so much happening now in so many forums and Reddits and Twitter that you can come across it and you can. there's so much more education available. I mean, when I first started investing, I'm actually quite a bit older than you, Casey. When I first started investing, my first thing, I actually had to ring up a stockbroker and you know wait till the next day to see whether the trade had been executed. Being in Australia, it was a mining company because we're very big on mining here in Australia. It's our very proud miners, proudly digging stuff out of the ground. <laughs> and then in a matter of a few weeks, he rang me again. I think it's time to sell this. And then I did this. There was no internet. There was no online trading platforms. And so for people from my age group and even most probably your age group, the tools weren't there. And the tools are there now. The education is there now. And the drive to learn about this is available for everyone now. Yeah. And you're doing a good work by helping people with the beginners podcast. And so what kinds of things, like if there's listeners coming on board, what kind of things would they expect to learn by listening to your podcast? Really, all I'm doing is I see myself as channeling the expertise of my guests and asking the questions that I'm hoping a beginner would be asking. And it's not like a structured series of lessons. You're not going to come out a, a better investor or a trader with a goals and a plan from my podcast. What I'm trying to do is give people an idea of the information, the jargon, the way people talk about investing, the way people think about investing from an expert's point of view, so that via osmosis, they're going to be understanding the language and the concepts of investing. And I also... I try and stop guests. Every time someone hits a jargon word, I try and stop the guest and say, let's talk about that word. What does it actually mean? You know, like um, I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about banks and we were talking about capital ratios. And so I said, okay, well, what's a capital ratio? Why is it in important to a bank? And so I'm hoping, first of all, I'm hoping not to bore the listener too much <laughs> with the jargon, but I just want them to understand that. And then, of course, there's a lot of expert guests who do have an idea of what to talk to beginners about because wherever they're working, the company that they happen to be working with, especially I've had a lot of financial advisors. Funnily enough, I know a lot of financial advisors have a bad name, but I really enjoy talking to financial advisors and they've got great war stories and they've got a very good view of the whole of life approach, you know, where you are at the stage in life, what your legal requirements are, what your I mean, I had one financial advisor on who was telling me that about a client who'd come into some money, his daughters had come into some money and they're late teens. And he was able to say to them, well, get them set up in a structure so in a future relationship that these assets would be quarantined from any relationship breakdowns. Because this is another thing you've got to be aware of with money, that relationships can <laughs> upset your plans terribly. 
Yeah, I like how you uh, mentioned that you break it down for the beginners. Like if there's terms thrown out there, I kind of do that too. Like I just did it with you today when you said ESG. If I don't know what's going on or if I think it could be confusing, I try to break it down. I like also, so if you're listening and you want to get involved in just starting out into stocks, I recommend you check out his podcast because the concept of learning by osmosis is pretty good because you're immersing yourself with an expert and you're learning just, you just listen, you start to pick it up and you're like, okay, well, he talked about this today. Maybe I could go do some more research or take some notes and just let those things sink in. That's one of the reasons why I love to listen to podcasts because I also like to listen to audiobooks because I'm just, I want to always learn. I always want to take in new stuff and that's really good. So for everybody that's listening, I want Phil to now tell you guys how to get in touch with you and listen to your show and get access to everything it is that you're working on right now. Okay. Well, the main thing is in your podcast player, go to Stocks for Beginners. It's pretty easy. If you go Stocks for, it's going to be one of the first podcasts that come up. You can follow me on Twitter. That's where I'm mainly engaging. It's uh, Phil underscore Muscatello on Twitter. And yeah, keep the conversation going. We've got a Facebook group and page at the moment, but that's only just in the formative phases. But if you go to Stocks for Beginners, Let's Learn Together on Facebook, there's a chat group. There's nothing really much happening there at the moment because it's very nascent at the moment and ready to be built. But um, yeah, mainly through the podcast. That would be great if you could join us. Well, you heard it here from Phil. I recommend that you guys check it out. You know, if you're, especially if you want to start investing and you don't know where to get started, I think it's a great podcast to check out. And I was a guest, so that's another factor that <laughs> that you got to look at. But we're going to put all of the, the links in the description so that if you search it in the podcast app, you can get it there. Uh, whatever podcast app you use, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, he's everywhere. But I'm also get the links to all of that as well. But Phil, thanks so much for being a guest today. Really enjoyed having you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you very much for having me on, Casey. And hope to have you on as a guest again very soon. If I get some good stock tips, I'll let you know and we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Tell me first though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode and we'll see everybody next time. Thanks for listening to the How to Trade It podcast. Our mission is to help you create security in the markets. If you have a question you want me to ask my guests or a specific question you have for me, please email me at podcasttradingstrategyguides.com. I answer every email I get because this show is about helping you learn how to trade it. So again, please reach me at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Thank you. for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.